Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> and just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> I'm sitting here counting on my fingers how many months I have been living life alcohol-free. And it's so interesting because I think my 20-year-old self never would have imagined that I could live a happy life without alcohol being included. And that's why I'm really excited to share this episode with you and to really just share my personal experience living life without alcohol. I think it's one of those things and one of those topics that people are really interested in because drinking alcohol is such a societal norm and when you're the person who's not drinking at the table, that can sometimes feel really uncomfortable or you feel like an outcast. And I'm just here to help break down all of those barriers and to let you know that it's actually, I mean, I can honestly tell you that I have never in my entire life felt more content with myself and just like, I really know myself. I feel this centered way through all of the things that come up, even the chaos, like finding this real calm in my life. And, and I, I know that not drinking has just enhanced and elevated every single aspect of myself, of the person I am, of the person that I'm continuing to become, the mother I am, the leader I am, the friend I am, the sister, the daughter. And I am going to take it from the top. I'm going to go back and really break down how I got here, how I got to this place. Because I think if you are someone who drinks regularly or really enjoys drinking, by the way, let's just like call this out right now. This podcast, this episode, this is not about being sober. This is not about judging anyone. If you choose to drink, whatever you choose to do, this is me really just sharing an experience that has, without a doubt, just raised every vibrational frequency in my life. And I feel that this is a great opportunity for you, for anyone who's listening, to take some inventory of your life, to take a real deep dive in the habits that you choose to come back to the tools that you resort to when you're celebrating, when you're dealing with bad news. Like I'm in this place in my life where I'm so curious. I've always been really curious, but I'm having so much fun with the curiosity of 
getting to know myself and like understanding the things that make me feel more at peace, really tuning into the place when I'm feeling more anxious, when I'm feeling more stressed, like what's going on? What have I been doing to take care of myself? Are there things that I've eliminated that maybe I want to come back to? So this is all like, we're just going to destigmatize any stereotypes here and just allow this to really land within you and for it to be a great moment for you to look in the mirror and to really see and get to know who's looking back at you. I'll definitely say I don't believe I ever had a drinking problem in my 20s. However, I used drinking as a way to cope and to deal with traumas that I had pushed down for years, things that I never wanted to face. And I also was working in nightlife. And as a cocktail waitress, it really did become just a part of the job because the nights are long. You deal with a lot. It's just, oh my goodness, it's it's an intense job. And for me, it makes you really step into that role in a more easeful way when you're in it. So for me, during those years of cocktail waitressing, I was definitely drinking and I was in my early 20s. So I was just new to the city and had no idea who I was. I was honestly following the pack. Like I was not a leader. I definitely had that follower mentality because I didn't want to stand out too much. It made me feel really uncomfortable. And there was this one night in particular that I so vividly remember. And I was out with a bunch of my cocktail waitressing friends and I definitely got wasted. And there were a few versions of me that came out. One was I would get like really angry. I almost like wanted to fight. It was like this like fighter. I was like ready to just fight whatever was in front of me. And I had a rough night. (laughs) I remember that night really clearly. I got in a fight with my then boyfriend, got into a taxi, went to Astoria where I lived at that time. And I binge ate so many things. That was also right around the time when I developed an eating disorder. And alcohol was something that was a leading culprit that really triggered a lot of my then eating behaviors. And I remember waking up in the morning. I got a call from one of the girls. And we were not the closest, this girl who called me, but we were friendly. And she called me and she said, Melissa, I really feel the need to share this with you. And I was like, okay. She said, I think you're amazing. You're just so dynamic. I love being around you. But when you drink, you are an entirely different person. And she said, I don't know if you're even aware of this, if anyone has ever told you, but I think you have a drinking problem. You become a different person. And it was the first time in my life anyone ever said that to me. And I really took it in. I mean, it's hard to hear when you don't really see it. But for me, 
I was like, okay, thank you for telling me. And and it just landed. Like it was, it definitely, it like hit me. I was like, oh my God, I do behave different. Like I get angry and I feel this like rage come out of me. And it was like a real moment that helped me to really just like open my eyes to a version of myself I didn't really like or that I didn't really want to become. So I do want to share one little thing that I was a little hesitant to share on this, but I feel like we hold on to things because we're ashamed of them and we don't want people to know because of what it makes us look like. And for me, I've really gotten to a place that I know all of the things, all of the unfortunate things, right, that I've done in the past are actually some of my greatest lessons and the things that have helped me to mold and embody into the woman that I am today. And at that time, at that peak where I was drinking and I was using that as a major coping mechanism, I went through a very short-lived phase, thank God, because it was when I had that rock bottom moment in my life that I like have touched on, but I've never really gone there. But I went through this phase where I was experimenting with drugs and a few people at that time in my inner inner circle were, and I was definitely curious, so went with it. And it was one of the things I've shared that moment, right, where I was like on the bathroom floor, I had just finished purging. I was up the whole night. That was actually one of the nights that I was like secretively doing drugs behind my then boyfriend's back. And that was like the lowest low for me and something that made me really look at my life. And I saw like two roads. I saw one road of mass destruction. I knew that I enjoyed it. I liked getting a little fucked up. It was something that made me kind of come alive. But I knew that that was the path that was going to actually take me down. And it was like dark. It was like a dark road. There was nothing bright about it. And then there was this other road of endless opportunity, of just infinite possibilities. And at that point, I couldn't really grasp like how the hell I was going to do any of the things, but I didn't need to know. You don't even need to know how in that moment, but it's making that choice with yourself. And I chose myself. I chose to lean away from all of the things that I knew at that time in my life that felt comfortable and I knew they weren't great, but it was what I knew. And making that choice to go in the direction of the unknown is so scary. It's so scary. But I knew on that bathroom floor in that moment, I had to make that choice. And I I chose myself. I chose to dip my toe into the unknown and to to really give it everything I fucking had, to try, to try to choose a different path, to choose a different way of showing up. And to this 
very day, it's one of the, the things I'm most proud of. I had no idea that I would get emotional sharing this, but I, I guess because I never really opened up to this level of detail, it it's something that you do push down. And, and for me, in addition to that choice, it was like the ask. And I knew it was like the asking for help to know that like, I, I had no idea. I didn't know what to do. I think when you're a product of addiction, when you come from any addiction in your upbringing, in your childhood, in your background, it's, it's as much as like, you know, it's, it's like not right. It's familiar, but I knew I needed help. I needed help. I couldn't do it on my own. And to be honest with you, like, I don't even think I had a problem. Like, I know a lot of people who do, who are full-blown addicts, functioning addicts who choose to live either that way. I know it is a disease and I don't know that I was ever an addict. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to give you facts about addiction because I'll never sit here and, and say that I know something that I don't. And I want to be crystal clear about this because I know addiction is a disease and I do not believe that I ever had an addiction, but what I did have was an attachment to tools that did not serve me, but became a habit from continually coming back to them and then having this real like rock bottom moment for me was that like, I mean, it's just, it was the thing that saved me from myself. And if anyone is listening and struggling with addiction, we will share some resources at the end of this episode, because if there is anything I want to be able to share and provide, it's help for anyone out there. And help is what I know really saved me and helped me be the woman I am today, living the life that I have today. So I wanted to make sure to touch on that. Okay, that went a lot deeper than I thought it was going to, but I think that is really what I love most about having a podcast as I sit here in a room by myself and just being able to like strip back all of the layers and not judge myself for it and know that sharing these stories are the things that can help someone else see themselves and maybe the habits that they're attached to that aren't serving them. So that's why we we're doing it. And that's why I'm here sharing all of the things that I've decided we're just gonna crack open and share. My diehard love for this product is so real. You guys have heard me rave about Array bloat supplement for a really long time and nothing has changed because I'm just so obsessed with this product. And the reason is because it works. It is so clean. The ingredients are minimal. 
It literally consists of bromelain, ginger root, lemon balm, dandelion root, peppermint, slippery elm. And I will tell you that this little concoction is the formula to get things moving, if you know what I mean. The Array Bloat Supplement helps to optimize digestion, ease that uncomfortable bloated feeling, and it really just speeds up the breakdown of all the things that we're consuming. And I just have to say, it is also, it's vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, filler-free, nut-free, everything-free, you guys, and it works, like really, really works. I take anywhere from two to three whenever I'm feeling uncomfortable in the evening after a meal. I have it with a little bit of tea before bed and it works like magic. You wake up in the morning and you feel like a different person. The code for a discount is move with heart. That's no spaces. And this can be used on array.com. That's a r r ae.com at the checkout for 15% off or for 25% off the first month of subscription. I can't say it enough. I know I've said it a lot, but I'm absolutely in love with this product. And the truth is it's because it's effective and it works wonders. Don't trust me. Definitely try it on for yourself and experience some real movement, if you know what I'm saying. That was the history. And to bring you to more of the present moment. So in December, no, it was actually a month before. So it was November 2019, a month before my birthday. My birthday is December 4th. At that time in my life, every single time I meditated, I had this feeling come over me of it's time to get clear. It's time to get centered. It is time to really pull a seat up to the table. Like you've got to buckle up for all that's to come. I was launching the app. I had the website. That's where I had the paywall where all of the members were utilizing only the website. But at this time I was launching the app portion so that you could also do the workouts on an app. And I just knew I I had so much ahead of me and that I was about to face that one day after I meditated, I was in my closet surrounded by a bunch of clothes. I opened my eyes and it was like so vividly clear came over me again. And that's really the beauty of meditation and why I am so passionate about this practice because it has intuitively led me to where I am truly at this very moment and just throughout the journey of like listening, it really has strengthened that gut connection and just really feeling confident with listening to your gut. So that day I was like, you know what? I am going to take the next 30 days to get really clear, to eliminate anything in my life that knocks me out of balance, that does not support me in showing up as my most cleared, centered self. And for me, a few days prior to that day, I went out. I didn't really want to drink. And it's funny because this happens a lot to people, but it's like everyone was drinking and I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to be the only one drinking. So I had a drink and I 
felt so anxious the next day. And for me, when I drink, I notice how reactive, how short-tempered I am and how I uh, have absolutely no patience for like my children the next day. And I don't want to show up like that. Like that's not the mom I want to be. That's not the person that I want to show up and be. So all of these things just started to get really, really clear. And those 30 days turned into 60 days. 60 days turned to 90 days and then to a year. And the reason why it just kept continuing is because I realized how most of the time at this point in my life, like I was drinking to please the people who I was around, to be a part of like the crowd. And when I wasn't drinking, I realized how much I didn't think about it. I didn't feel like I needed it. I also, I personally have never been someone who would have a drink alone at home. That just was not something that I resorted to. But it was just so obvious to me that this was something I didn't need. I didn't need it. I didn't want it. I didn't think about it. So I just kept living in the flow of that, which has led me to this point now of not drinking for over two and a half years. And it's so interesting because in the beginning, a lot of people ask like, what do you do when you go out and you're not drinking with your friends? And I think there was this mild like learning curve of really understanding like straight up. It's like for me, it was like, I just said it. I'm just not drinking right now. I have no idea if I'm going to have a drink tomorrow or anything. But at this point, like I'm just, I'm choosing not to drink. And I really, truly feel that if you are surrounding yourself with people who challenge that decision, that decision that you're making to better yourself and your life, that's something to look at in itself. To really take a deep dive at who is pulling up a seat to your table and who you're choosing to surround yourself with. Because if the people that you choose to be around are not lifting you up and elevating you to really be the best version that you can possibly be. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be around those people. And that becomes really clear when you don't drink too. The people that are like, oh, I liked you so much better when you drank. No, you didn't like me so much better. You liked yourself better. This is what I realized. It's a self-reflection, right? People who feel insecure around people who don't drink has nothing to do with you. It's their own relationship to self and how that makes them feel less than whatever it is. It triggers something within them. So that's first and foremost. And then, you know, listen, there are things that I think you can do that could ease you in or make you feel more comfortable if you choose to just experiment going out one night without a drink. This this episode is not to sit here and bash drinking and say that I don't think you should drink. I'll never tell you what I think you should or shouldn't do. The only person who can really do that is you. But if you are someone who is drinking every single night, you resort to it, you realize you wake up, you don't feel good, you have low energy, you're not happy about life, you're not happy about yourself when you look in the mirror, now is the time for you to, to really take a look at that and, and to take a look at how you're showing up, how you're living your life. How do you 
feel? What are you excited about? I have really come to this realization that I've started to really enjoy like the simplicity of the everyday little things and to enjoy even a Zoom meeting on my calendar, like how to just bring a little bit more joy to all of the things that we do. And I do feel from my own personal experience that like not drinking has just, it's made me connect to my joy in a greater way. And like I was saying, if you are someone who needs to ease in, I mean, look, holding a rocks glass with club soda, lemon and lime always does the trick. That way, if you don't want to announce that you're not drinking, if that doesn't feel comfortable for you, don't. It's no one's business but your own. But if it is something that eases over that like, why aren't you drinking kind of energy that we all hate, um, let's just be honest. (laughs) And I also love a non-alcoholic drink. I am all about a virgin margarita. That's like one of my go-to drinks when I'm out. Or if I'm like going out, by the way, I love to go out. I love to go out. I love to dance. If having even like, I mean, I went to EDC, iced lattes, iced teas, kin. I brought kin with me on that trip. Clean cause. These are herbal mate, caffeinated beverages. I love a caffeinated beverage. Obviously, you want to monitor your caffeine. But for me, it's like caffeine is almost, it's like a thing that uplifts me and makes me, okay, I'm just going to let you guys know right now. We had some technical difficulties with this episode and my children are now walking in the door because we're a little delayed. So you're going to hear them and we're not stopping. We're going to keep it going. And that's just a part of life that is not perfect. We're just going to keep moving with the progress of, um, hello, hello, (laughs) yeah, look, oh, wow. Where'd you get it? They, they're giving stuff away. Oh, their good. Their older brother. Hold on. Eleanor is just finishing her poop, guys, and then we're, we'll be able, we'll be ready to roll. Are you feel better? Hi. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm just going to go back and say there's so many options out there, and at the end of the day, it's all about just coming back to the things that make you feel good, that make you feel like you want to jump out of bed in the morning. And and I will tell you that in those moments of some of my darkest times, it was hard to get out of bed. And now that I've really followed through on the things that enhance who I am as a person, my mood, the way that I show up and have just made a choice to walk away from the things that don't, life gets so good. It gets so good the more clear and honest, keyword, honest, you become with yourself. Move with heart. This podcast is about connecting with your deepest self so that you can move and connect with who you are and let that move through you. And for me, it has, it's like opened up my heart. It's opened up just every single thing inside of me. And I share this with so much love 
and compassion and empathy for anyone who might be listening to this right now and isn't in a good place and is like, all of the things you're saying is is me and I don't feel good in this. And you know what? Good. Good. This is the wake up moment, right? Like this is a moment that is handing you a lesson to learn from and to create some change to living a life that you feel so fulfilled with, that you feel good about. And I think that's what this is all about. That's what this entire podcast is about, sharing the real shit and being able to look at it, to learn from it, and not to feel shame or guilt from it, but to know that that was the experience that that led you to where you are right now. I want to send so much love again to any listener who is listening right now and is having a hard time or struggling. We'll share some resources if you are struggling with addiction and let me know how this episode felt for you. I hope it is not triggering. I hope it is an opportunity for you to look at yourself and your life through a deeper lens. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Health. And if you are new to me, you can sign up for the MWH seven-day free trial with access to over 300 plus categorized workouts and guided meditations, all available on melissawoodhealth.com. Melissa Wood Health.